1: Thank you for tuning into the podcast today. This is our Thursday edition of the podcast. For those of you that are new to the listenership of the podcast, I want you to note that we're trying to do the Messianic Psalms, and some days I don't have the opportunity to record, whether it's technical difficulties such as internet outages, no Wi-Fi available, or my voice being shot, or maybe we just haven't had time. And so we have some other messages on standby. We've used my own messages from preaching in churches. We've used other men's messages. And uh, just let you know that that's kind of the format of this podcast, we're trying to do the Messianic Psalms. We're doing our best to get through them and uh, not trying to rush through them, not trying to get them over with, but examine the scriptures and search the scriptures, search for Jesus Christ in these Messianic Psalms. And so we record these, and sometimes there are three or four segments, and this is going to be segment three of Psalm 106. And today we're going to be looking at something very unusual in the Word of God. Because the Word of God deals with it here, and we're going to go back to the book of Numbers then. So if you turn in your Bibles, if you're able to, we're going to be in Psalm 106 and then back in the book of Numbers, and we'll be in Numbers 25 and looking at what the Word of God says concerning these things. I'll begin reading in verse 24. Yea, they despise the pleasant land. They believe not his word. And there's the problem. That's the problem through the ages when men do not believe the word of God. It's the same problem today. It's the same problem tomorrow. It'll be the same problem for the ages until Jesus Christ makes all things new and rightens this world and uh, sits on the throne of David and commands this world and rules with a rod of iron. My friend, this is the way this world is going to be. Men still do not believe God. Religion does not believe God. Organized religion certainly does not believe God. And by that, I don't mean the organization of the church or the fact that you have bylaws in the church and the constitution in the church, but I'm talking about religion. The practice of religion, hey, holding a religious practice for the purpose of ceremony. And my friend, the true living church does not practice ceremony. They practice the King James Bible and they practice it in the Word of God. And their practice is founded upon principles in the Bible. We gather together and we sing hymns and we pray together and we exhort one another with preaching. And we do that according to the scriptures. And that's what's acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. And so we look at this in the King James Bible and we look at this particular passage and there's some cross references we're going to look at in a hopes that men would believe God. These things are written for our example. Uh, God does not want to destroy men. God is not one to just kill men. He takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Yet when men disobey him, especially when they they are his own, they are the children of God. God must execute judgment at times in their life because the word of God said he would. And this is one of those places. Yea, they despised the pleasant land. They believed not his word. Now, God had promised the children of Israel the land of Canaan. He had promised them that place he had promised to Abraham. God had delivered them out of Egypt land and had promised them this good land, a land that floweth with milk and honey. But they believed not his word. And the word of God says, but murmured in their tents and hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. And so they're, they're murmuring against God. They would not take heed to what God said. They would not act on what God said. Why? Because they did not believe. It's no different today. Men do not obey God today because they don't believe God. If you believe God, you'll obey him. You'll obey his commandments. He told us that. He says, therefore, he lifted up his hand against them to overthrow them in the wilderness. So again, it's a cause and effect. It wasn't just that God was going to overthrow them, but he lifted up his hand to overthrow them because of their unbelief. They would not believe him. He said to overthrow their seed also among the nations and to scatter them in the lands. Then he tells us why. And This is really a lot of the message today. They joined themselves also under Baal Peor and ate the sacrifices of the dead. Thus, they provoked him to anger with their inventions and the plague break in upon them. Now that takes us to Numbers 25. Because we see in the Word of God in Numbers 25, the Word of God explains what took place there in the land. And he says this in verse 1, "...and Israel abode in Shittim, and the people began to commit whoredom with the daughters of Moab." Now, first and foremost, they were forbidden to take the daughters of Moab unto themselves. There was a law of God for these things. A Moabite could not enter into the house of God. And he said, "...they called the people unto the sacrifices of their gods, And the people did eat and bowed down to their gods. Now, again, we see the children of Moab here. We realize Ruth was a Moabitess, but uh, Boaz took her in anyway when he covered her with that garment. He brought her unto himself. He bore the shame of having a Moabitess wife. Yet the grace of God was seen in the life of Ruth. She believed God. And yet these Moabites here, the Moabite women they're picking up here, God has refused to allow them into the congregation. God has told the children of Israel to stay away from them, uh, they're not to take them to be wives. They've been cast out of Israel. They are the washpot of Israel. But they began to commit whoredoms with them. That means the men are going in unto them and visiting with them. They called the people to the sacrifices of their gods. That's what these women did. That's why, again, Solomon, he loved many strange women, but they turned his heart away from God. They turned his heart unto idols and the people that eat and bow down to their gods. So they're eating those things offered to idols. We see that as told us in the book of Psalms here. And they're eating things offered to idols. They're bowing down to their gods. They're refusing to believe God. They will not believe God. The same God that brought them out of Egypt land, brought them through the Red Sea, uh, got the water out of the rock, made the bitter water sweet. They've seen the miracles of God. He's brought manna from heaven. He's done all of those things. He's furnished that table in the wilderness, but they would not believe God. And so the word of God said, Israel joined himself unto Baal Peor. That's the verse that we're talking about here in Psalms. They've joined to Baal Peor, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. Now, they're confounded at this point. Why? They've joined themselves unto idols. They've made a league with idols. That's why in the New Testament, the Lord tells us to come out from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord of hosts, and touch not the unclean thing. They have literally become one with their idols. They have taken these idols unto themselves. They are now worshiping them. They're eating things offered to idols. They're completely unclean. They've defiled themselves before a most holy God. They've cursed the name of God. Can I say on this wise, they have trampled underfoot the blood of Jesus Christ. And this old New Testament saying, I realize that, but they did not consider the word of God. And so verse four says, the Lord said to Moses, take all the heads of the people and hang them up before the Lord against the sun. So he's going to tell them, you're going to hang their heads up. You're going to hang them. Why? Cursed be everyone that hangeth upon a tree. God has cursed them. They have cursed themselves when they turn from God, but God has cursed them and God is going to judge them and that they're going to die the death and they're going to face, is going to face the sun. He said that the fierce anger of the Lord may be turned away from Israel. And so that blood must be shed. They must die the death. Why? Because they've rejected God. They've turned away from God. They're joined unto Baal Peor. And Moses said to the judges of Israel, slay ye everyone his men, that were joined under Baal Peor. Now, this was done in the open. This wasn't something secret. This is done in the open. You'll see that in the next couple of verses here. These men are going taking the daughters of the Moabites and the whoredoms. They've turned their hearts away from God. They're offering things offered to idols. They're sacrificing to idols. They're bowing down to idols, idols of stone and wood and gold and jewels, and they're bowing down to these idols. Yet the great living God, the God of Israel, he who is not made by hands, he who not be seen by man, but yet his marvelous works are seen by man. By faith, they can believe the word of God. They've not bowed down to him, rather they've rejected him and they've accepted stone and wood. And so God is going to judge them for that. In verse 6 says, And behold, one of the children of Israel came and brought unto his brother a Midianitish woman in the sight of Moses, and in the sight of all the congregation of the children of Israel, that's the boldness of their sin, who were weeping before the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. So why are they weeping? Because they find out judgment. They find out many of them either have been slain or are going to be slain because of their iniquity. And he says, when Phinehas, the son of Eliezer, the son of Aaron, the priest, saw it, he rose up from among the congregation and took a javelin in his hand, and he went after the man of Israel into the tent and thrust both of them through, the man of Israel and the woman through her belly. So the plague was stayed from the children of Israel, and those that died in the plague were 24,000. And so God slew 24,000, why? Because of their sin, because of their unbelief. Back to Psalm 106, he said, they joined themselves also in the Baal Peor and ate the sacrifices of the dead. Thus they provoked him, who's that? The Lord God, to anger with their inventions and the plague breaking upon them. Then stood up Phinehas and executed judgment. And so the plague was stayed and that was counted unto him for righteousness unto all generations Forevermore. And so the Lord counted that for righteousness for Phinehas. Why? He withstood sin. He believed God. He believed God when God said to slay them. He went in, that man was committing fornication and whoredoms right in the sight of Moses, right in the sight of Israel. And that priest, that Levite, the son of Aaron, took that javelin in his hand, thrust the man through, thrust the woman through her belly, and the plague was stayed. Now, I realize there's a generation today that. They love things like that in the Scripture because they themselves, oftentimes, would like to kill people that don't agree with them. They would, uh, they would like to see fiery damnation and judgment poured out upon men, and usually their enemies. They would like to see great damnation come upon them, those that have have played the harlot on them, or those that have wounded them, those that have hurt them. And I've known men who talk about the fiery judgments, and boy, they would just love to have a, a god like this. But you realize that the grace of God hath appeared to all men everywhere, teaching us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Now, we don't live this way today. We don't go in and slay the whoremonger today. Why? God is going to judge the whoremonger. He told us adulterers and whoremongers, God will judge. And so we don't judge them. God is going, now, with such an one, no, not to eat. We don't sit down to eat with them. They certainly not come in the house of God and partake of that Lord's table, that bread and that, that juice. We call it grape juice. Word of God says wine, but we take unfermented juice. And we drink that at our church, that local New Testament supper, representing the Lord's uh, blood, representing the Lord's body. And we do this in remembrance of him until he come. And that's the promise of God to us. And we do that. And the whoremonger is not allowed to participate in that. He's not allowed to sit there and spit in the face of God and 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 consider that blood an unholy thing and, and take that unworthily because of his whoremongering ways. And And therefore, it's for the saints of God that have purified themselves for the saints of God who have separated from these things. It's for the saints of God who no longer committed these acts. Such were some of you, but were not anymore. And so that's what that is reserved for. And so he tells us it's in the word of God. There was a man that rose up that dealt with this issue and dealt with this matter, and he dealt with it justly. But today, Jesus Christ himself died for that man. He died that that man could be made free. If that man lived today, he could be made free by the blood of Jesus Christ. He could be a new creature in Jesus Christ. He could be washed in the blood of Christ. That's the promise of God. Yet today, so many still would not believe God. The door is open. Jesus Christ is the door. And you can enter in by him and find rest. And yet, my friends, so many will not come to him Why? they do not believe God. They may not be whoremongering, they may not be eating things offered to idols, they may not be committing these vile acts of Baal Peor, that sin of Baal Peor has departed their life, but yet they stand before God and they still can't believe God. And the man of God will stand and preach the word of God and teach the word of God, they just cannot believe God, they cannot believe. I like what our dear brother said the other day when he was gloriously converted to Jesus Christ. It wasn't a matter of, can God save me? He said he just didn't believe that God would save him. He knew God could, but he didn't believe that God would. But the reality is God will save whosoever will that comes. God will save any sinner that comes to him. He'll in no cast them out. That's the promise of God. And therefore, we see Phinehas, that great hero of the faith. He stayed the plague in Israel. Why? Because he believed God. And my friend, if you'll believe God, we could also stay a plague from this land. So many today are in that plague of sin. They need relief from sin. They need a man of God to stand to take that javelin and plunge it into their soul. What is that javelin? It's the sword of the word of God. And plunge it into their soul. Get down the inward parts of the belly and sort them out. And divide that soul and spirit that they might see themselves in light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. And we need a Phineas today to raise up and take that javelin and not be afraid to use it, that that sin that of Beopior might be cast out of the camp and that folks might be cut to the belly and then to Jesus Christ after they die, and I'm talking about spiritually, not physically, after they see their death spiritually, they can be resurrected with Jesus Christ and be born of God. What a glorious time that'll be. But oh, my friend, we need some Phineas's today. We need some people to stand up against the sin of Baal Peor, the perversion of Baal Peor. Those things offered to idols, the sin of the Moabites, the whorish woman is destroying our churches today, is destroying people's lives today. And oh, thank God, some have not been destroyed. Thank God, some can still in purity come to Jesus Christ. But oh, my friend, how much greater it would be. We had young people today that never got into whoredoms and never got off into sin and never had that life of idols. They just believed God it was counted to them for righteousness and to the person of Jesus Christ they could come to him, believing that he is, knowing that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And my friend, if you're listening today and have been born of God, you can rest assured this, he'll no wise cast you out, but you got to come to him. It's not a matter of can God save you? We know God can save. It's a matter of will God save you? And can I save you on the authority of the word of God, God will save whosoever will that comes.
0: There's a lost soul who tired of his sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting.
1: You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelists.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address. Which is Manassa Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up, for your redemption for all at
0: night. of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.